Can you believe it's been over a year now of us recording and how far we've came? In here? Not in here, just in oh. general. Yeah. That's almost been two years. We started recording. Was it the Saturday before or New Year's? It could have been. I think. Didn't we start at the start of the year? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure because I, I started reaching out. Uh, was it the day before Christmas? I thought you started in like October, November. No, it was during the summer, wasn't it? No, I started in December because it, it was like in the middle of winter whenever I started going to the park. Oh. It was like December. Yeah. Because it, I thought it was the heat, but no, it was the cold temperature. Right. Because the first day I started doing it, I had my table set up, and it was like 60 degrees. Which is still a much better time than summer. Yeah. <laughs> so would you ever go back and do it again? Oh, absolutely. The same way. No mistakes. No changes. No. I don't think I would. Uh, all all the times that uh, I sat out there by myself, it, it it just proved that I was serious about this whole thing. Yeah, I don't think I would go back and do anything different. I might change up this year though. <laughs> yeah, you got the sophomore slump. Yeah, but on that note. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, all ages, we're back for the month of September. Yes, August was a slow, long, draw piece of monkey poop thrown in a wall. Bumblebee tuna. <laughs> if you know what that re- reference is, for some reason, monkey poop made me think of bumblebee tuna. No. Do you get the reference? Oh, yeah. Oh. I just had to check. You had that look on, like, I couldn't tell if you were remembering the good old days of Jim Carrey or not. Yes. But once again, we've come to the table of discussion, the aura of change, making a difference in people's lives. And here is a man that met the legend himself, Camo Art. Hello, this is Camo, and welcome back to another episode of Reaching Out. Uh, it has been a while. Uh, since we've recorded, uh, it's, um, I don't know. I, I don't really have a good excuse as to why. I do. Life sucks. <laughs> um, well, here lately, I, I didn't want to do anything because I've had a toothache. Those are always bad. I hate it. I thought I was done with that toothache. It's the same tooth I have worked on yet, uh, last time. You could just have Joanna just come and slap the crap out of you. I'm sure she'll like that. Oh, yeah. But, no, it uh, it sucks, man, because whenever it comes on, it, the pain just starts at the tooth, and then it goes up the side of my head. And it stays for like an hour or so. Yeah, the only thing I could do with that was actually take like four Advil every four hours. Mm-hmm. I'd go through a 200-count bottle in less than a month. God, <laughs> That's probably why I have stomach issues and all that. Mm. Definitely not a good look. 
it uh i mean today's actually the best i've felt um all week and uh throughout the whole weekend and, yeah. but it, i mean it probably has something to do with like i don't know I, I wasn't sleeping well either uh i worked over the weekend uh we had this uh <laughs> we had a uh tails and tornadoes Con. Was that specifically named for Oklahoma? Uh, I think so. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, we had a furry convention at the hotel. Was, I think this was like their third year here. And you got to see a lot of tail all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> That's my one perverted joke this show. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. I mean, nothing crazy happened. It was... Uh, Without sounding judgy, I just don't get it. That's all. It's like everything else in this world right now. It's all about you. It's serve us industry, not serve us. I mean, I guess it's like any other fandom, I guess. I mean, you got horror conventions where people dress up like slashers and uh, famous movie killers and stuff like that. And then you got Comic-Con where they dress up like their favorite characters and everything. Uh, it's just with this uh, furry convention, they dress up as their own invention, what they call personas. Oh, yeah. They have backstories and names for them and stuff like that. So, that's what happened. I mean, I bet you still had a fun time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you did have to work over the weekend, but I mean, you probably got to meet some cool people. I didn't really talk to them. I just said hi to them as they walked in, and they had their little parade on Saturday, and did the walkthrough, and waved at everybody, and where did they have the parade? In the lobby of the hotel. Isn't there stairs in the middle of your lobby that go all the way up? Uh, Just up to the second floor. Okay. Yeah. I delivered food there a couple of times, but I mean, that was, I could have sworn there was like a staircase that went all the way up. Oh, yeah. There's a staircase, uh, and there's like a big lit up water feature in there, and uh, it just goes up to the second floor. It was all right. Um, they didn't really need the shuttle at all, though. Well, yeah, because you wouldn't want to go outside and let anybody see you like that. <laughs> no, I mean, Saturday I just took a guy and his son to the gathering place and then to a soccer game. And then Sunday I just took one couple to the airport. And that's all I did. So these were local furries? Yes. They all drove in, and uh, so none of them needed rides or help with their luggage or anything like that. They didn't want their bags checked. <laughs> yeah. Where do you insert this tail again? <laughs> uh, so that was that, and uh, it was all right. Nothing crazy happened or anything like that. So uh, I did the other day though that we are going to have a small comic-con at the 
Hotel. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's called Rad Otan. What's the uh, like radical? I know, but what's like the theme? Like every Comic Con, like even the one in Broken Arrow oh. had like a Japanese theme. Yeah, it, it just on the website and the Facebook page and all that it just says uh, convention for everything awesome. So probably an eighty. Uh, maybe. I mean, we got a lot of voice actors coming. We have comic book artists coming. Uh, there's a uh, there's an actor coming that I guess only I know of because everybody <laughs> I talk to, they're like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, and you're not going to introduce him and explain who this guy is? I think his name is. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. It's like. Dague. His his handle on uh, social media is like the Great Dague or Great Dague or something. Anyway, he was um, on Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween. Mm-hmm. He he was young Michael Myers. Okay. Yeah, he was the little kid with the long blonde hair. Yeah, I don't know who it is. I was just trying to agree with you. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I am definitely one of those people that do not know who you're talking about. He was also on Hancock. Really? Which one? Uh, he was the little, I want to say the little French kid named Michelle, the bully kid. Oh. They punched up in the air or threw him up in the air. Yeah. Yeah, that kid. <laughs> is he like another, um, oh crap, what was that guy off? Andy Melanakis? Like you think he's real young, but he's like really a 40-year-old man. No, 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 no. Okay. I, I think he's like, he might be in his, uh, in his 20s. But I, I think he's also a musician. I think he might be a, like a DJ or something. I don't know. But that was a long-winded way of saying he's coming to that little Comic-Con at the hotel. That'd be kind of fun to go to. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know, it's like 20 bucks a person, but hopefully I can get in for free since I work there. That'd be nice. Is it going to be in the convention center, or? It's probably just going to be in one of the ballrooms. Is it presented by, oh yeah, there it is. Presented by Bennett Toy Mall. Yeah. But they have a really good selection of Funko Pops. I do like going in there. It, it's been a while since I've been in there, but I do like the stuff that they have. Uh, there was one thing that caught my eye last time I went in there. They have a uh, a Kinect set. Mm-hmm. It's an orange box, and that's the one that my parents got me when I was little. And I looked inside. All the pieces are still in the original like plastic bags and everything. Yeah, I was thinking about getting. It's only like twenty five bucks. Yeah, I'd immediately go to eBay and price that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that that store is putting it on. Um, actually, Vintage Toy Mall is also having a uh, a little small Comic Con of their own at the store. I thought they were the big supporters to the one that came to Broken Arrow. 
are they doing this extra to? They're doing this extra. Uh, they're teaming up with someone else. I forgot who it is. But it's them and someone else putting on the uh, convention over at the hotel. But they have their own little thing that they do at the store. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they do have something going uh, going on, I think, in October, November, something like that. They're going to have the voice actress that did the voice of Gohan and Trunks on Dragon Ball Z. How'd that be cool? And Kevin Nash. The wrestler? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't get how some of the wrestlers get into that stuff. I mean, of course, I'm kind of jaded, and I've seen the behind the scenes. Oh. I, there's another thing that was Radicon. It was wrestlers, and I just kind of like shudders. But although I will say I got um, Peacock TV, mm-hmm. and they have a really nice collection of w- yeah, WWE stuff. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was watching um, Monday Night Wars, which is like an eight-episode documentary. Okay. And it went through all of, well, I've only seen the first three episodes. And, of course, the first one was like the rise of WCW. And then the second one was like how Raw came to power. And then the third one was like NWO. And then the fourth one so far I watched a little bit was about Degeneration X. Mm. But what's sad is these are the poor man's version of their actual videos. Like I seen the Monday Night War video and it was so much better than this eight part series. (laughs) I, I think I started watching it when I was a kid around NWO. Yeah. Yeah. Were you WCW or WWE? Well, technically, it started with WWF. It was WWF. And then they started the whole Attitude Era. And then eventually the Candace took over and they said, get the F out. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It, it was the World Wildlife Federation. Oh. They actually sued them for WWF. Like, their really? logo was two pandas and the words WWF. Huh. And then McMahon... But but ultimately, this was smart. Because even in o- Oklahoma today, you still have to have insurance. The person putting on the show has to be licensed with a million-dollar policy account um, because you can so easily break somebody's back. Um, And then each wrestler has to pay a license fee per state. Really? Yes. So anytime anybody is inside those barriers on a local show all the way to the professionals, AEW, WWE, all that, they have to be licensed. And you'll notice when somebody crawls over the barriers and they get attacked immediately. The camera will never show them unless it's like a brief second. Really? Like there was times in the, during the Attitude Era that people would throw beers and the camera would zoom out real quick because they got taken care of. Oh. But anyway, so this whole shift from wrestling, that, that was a big part, like how they portrayed WCW and WWE was entertainment. Okay. And so that shift came, and McMahon saw it was an opportunity to go from wrestling 
to entertainment and do a whole new era of the sport. So, have they always had like storylines, or is that like a newer thing? Um, back in the seventies when it was really territorial, like you had Jim Crockett Promotions, you had um, oh Rick Flair was the NWA um, National Wrestling Alliance. And there was like probably 15 territories that these guys would go around and the best of the best, and I'm doing air quotes, would go from territory to territory and they would share champions. And like Ric Flair has been a famous NWA champion. Hulk Hogan was. But when McMahon bought all these territories and joined them, they were still larger than life characters that had a storyline, yeah. but not as far as like when um, Triple H and Stephanie, Stephanie McMahon got married type storyline that would last out over months. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you had the um, oh, they were five brothers and they all died, like really miraculously, and they were all barefoot wrestlers. Like, that wasn't a wrestling storyline that was a real life, like, wrestling is horrible. No, I got you. Like, the Hart family. Like, Stu Hart was legitimately one of the best trainers in Canada. Okay. And you had this entire bloodline of classically trained wrestling, and America made a mockery out of it. No. So, long story short, the storylines that last month, yes, it's new. But they still had storylines. Okay. And you had the rivalry between like Hogan and Andre the Giant. That was a huge one. Mm. So. Okay. And now I've bored everybody to death, <laughs> but you know. Well, no, I, it's, well, now a bunch of the uh, the wrestlers that I grew up watching are becoming actors now. Mm-hmm. Like, like Dana. Cena. Well, <laughs> Cena's the new <laughs> the host for uh, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I knew he grew out hair. Yeah. Which is weird. That was his introduction to WWE. Yeah. He was a rap, hardcore rapper. Really? Yeah. No. Trevor White was like an English gentleman. Um, Brian Pillman and Steve Austin were Hollywood blondes. Um, yeah, they came out and was the famous picture of Steve Austin was him had a um, fake video camera that he was rolling. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he went to ECW, got his edge, and they just let him start talking. And that's when WWE found him and was like, come to the good side. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Last time I saw, let's see, Steve Austin was on. Oh, what movie was that? He was in an Adam Sandler movie. Oh yeah, Grown Ups too. Grown Ups. Forgot about too. that. Yeah. The guy that um. The high school bully. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Goldberg was in Longest Yard. Yeah, he's been in a couple of things, though. Actually, Kevin Nash was in uh, Longest Yard also. 
and Grandma's Boy. Kevin Nash was in Grandma's Boy. Oh, he was one of the movers. Okay. He was also in The Punisher. Yeah. The Thomas Jane, he played the Russian guy. Oh, yeah, the original one. I remember that because all of a sudden this big, like, seven-foot guy <laughs> comes out. He had the uh, red and white striped shirt and the blonde buzz cut. <laughs> or, uh, I, I read that he actually got stabbed in that scene. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't remember how it happened, but he when when Thomas Jane pulls a knife while like Nash is holding him up, he like stabs him like in the upper chest, like toward his shoulder. And I heard that he actually got stabbed and just kept acting. Hmm. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> he didn't even react. Yeah. But he was probably just in the moment. He probably felt it afterwards. Well, you had what's his name kill a guy or kill that woman on set. Um, Baldwin. Oh, Alec yeah. Baldwin. Yeah. And came out that he was like, I did not pull that trigger. And then, like, the forensic people are like, Yeah, he pulled the trigger. No. But it still doesn't explain why there was a bullet on set. Right. And. But then the whole deal with Brandon Lee also. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. That's a sad deal. But uh what were we talking about? Wrestlers as actors. But Wait, didn't didn't what was the crow's name? Uh Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Yeah. And then Bruce Lee. Yeah. He died in the movie too, didn't he? I'm not sure. Because didn't they die the same way? I know they... Well, I'm not sure if he got shot on set, but I think I, I, every day he died while acting. That'd just be a weird coincidence. So, yeah. Dave Bautista, he's been acting. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, really? I hadn't even heard of that movie. It must have been a small bit part, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he played Drax, and he was also in Army of the Dead. Wasn't he the one that wrote the memoir book and admitted to believing his wife while she had cancer? Ooh. I don't know. I haven't heard about that. That'd be awful, though. Yeah. And he, I've heard he's kind of a jerk in the locker room. That's why he left. Oh. And he started MMA, and then, like, he couldn't make a comeback because people didn't want to work with him. But, of course, then again, it could have been a hearsay. Mm. I could have sworn it was him, like a, um Anthony Weiner type deal, mm. because he did the same thing. He was a politician that on his wife while she had cancer. I, well, I know Brock Lesnar went into MMA. Yeah. I, I didn't know Batista did too. What shocked me the most out of all that? Sable married Brock Lesnar. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So the my well, I take that back because Jerry Lawler 
made the whole puppy thing famous. Talking about what's her name's chest. Mm-hmm. But to me, it was, I don't, I know it was Mark something. I think he went by Mark Marrow in the ring. But he had like a whole boxer thing. And I'll never forget the night that he was like, you need to bow down to me and kiss my feet. And like this whole big thing. And then all of a sudden she took off the robe. And it was this like skin tight, barely there bikini. And like the entire house just popped. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of, that was definitely the attitude era. Mm. And then, of course, you had Rocky Maivia. He came out as, well, I ruined it already. He came out of as Rocky Maivia. They are probably one of the most historic wrestling gene pools ever, besides the Hart Foundation. Mm. Because you had the Hearts, which was Bret Hart, Owen Hart, Stu Hart, um, the new generation of Hart Foundation, but they were trained by Stu. They weren't really Hart family. British Bulldog, um, Jim the Anvil Nyhart, and then the, they used to be a tag team called the British Bulldog. And of course, mm. the British Bulldog took over the moniker and became more known. And then you also have Rocky Maivia, who he was third generation already. And then when the Attitude Era, he became the Rock. And then you also had Yokozuna. Um, oh crap! What was his name? The newer one. He was in. Um, he teamed up with Too Cool or Too Sexy. And then now you have the two twins that are like always in the tag team. Mm-hmm. You had like eight or nine people from the same family. It's like they're still wrestling. And you have like, <laughs> what doesn't The Rock own? He bought a football federation. He has like a new movie coming out every month, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought he was like overdone. But I was a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan anyway. Oh, were you? Uh, <laughs> And, of course, he had his own movies come out because WWE was trying to push their own line of um, movies. Yeah. Uh, I think Triple H's was The Chaperone. Like, it was a picture of him standing in front of the school bus. Oh, yeah. And, of course, um, John Cena had a couple movies. Um, The one that hit really big was where John Cena taught him how to be a wrestler. And then Big Show had his own movie. That wasn't received well. He has his own show. Oh, he does? Yeah. Like, did that come out recently? Oh, not too long ago. Hmm. I, I think in the show, he's a wrestler, and it, it's like based on his family life oh, or yeah. something. Kind of like everybody loves Raymond, but it's the Big Show. And then you <laughs> have that one. Um, story that portrayed the girl that it's in the family and had the um, oh what's his name I cannot remember um, not Walking Dead Simon Pegg what's his um, something dead 
where his friend becomes a zombie in the end. Oh. They're playing on the couch. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. The not Simon Pegg, who is the balding guy. Oh, but the other one, Ed. Ed. Yeah. Okay. He Nick was. Frost. He was in the wrestling movie that portrays a girl trying to come up. And she's like fighting her family, and then ends up making it in WWE. That's right, because he plays her dad. Oh, I didn't even. I just knew it came out. Okay. Yeah, in in the Rock in that one too. I have no clue, but oh. probably. Okay. <laughs> that was part of this contract as one movie a month. Mm. Like all of a sudden he'll show up in like a new production of Annie. <laughs> the King and I. He's Annie. Uh, <laughs> At least Annie stunt stunt double. Uh, I saw pictures on Facebook of him dressed up like Johnny Bravo. Oh, see that. <laughs> yeah, that was almost a good picture from him in the '90s, where he had the turtleneck and the fanny pack. Oh yeah. <laughs> if they did a real live action as a woke version, because Johnny Bravo was white, yeah. but if they did a woke version. The Rock would have to play Johnny Bravo hmm. because they would mix up the color of skin and all that. Yeah. Instead of creating a whole new thing, of course, that gets my goat every time. <laughs> like, why do we have to have Marvel take all the sunshine? Like, why did Peanut Butter Falcon not get bigger reviews? I still haven't seen that yet. I, I, I still want to, though. The special needs kid steals the show. Does he? Yeah. That's the one where he wants to be a wrestler. Yeah. Okay. He's got Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Okay. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> and um, what's their name from Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, I don't know. I never saw that. But you have to... Um, something Johnson. Because Goldie Hawn and... I can't remember who her dad is. But they got together. Don Johnson. He was the 80s TV show. Um, but yeah, they got together, and then now the controversy is does she regret doing the Fifty Shades of Grey? It's kind of like an Anakin Skywalker thing. Like, he ruined the first three movies. She ruined her career with these three movies. Mm. You know, why can't we just produce Mighty Duck movies and call it good? <laughs> Greatest trilogy ever. You don't have to worry about it, you know? I remember being in daycare and watching those movies. What, Fifty Shades of Grey no, in daycare? No. <laughs> Mighty Ducks. Somebody may have talked to your mom about that. Uh, Mighty Ducks, Big Green, yeah. Little Giants, all those sports. And Sandlot, uh, Rookie of the Year. Funky Butt Lovin'. What? Funky Butt Lovin'. <laughs> Little Big League. Yeah. Um, those were two movies that came out at the same time. Okay. Little Big League and Rookie of the Year. Okay. I have the running theory that there's movies that are on purpose or not unintentional. And I actually saw like a TikTok comparing movies that came out about the same time that other studios were like, well, if they're going to do a, a baseball movie little kid, we need to do one. Ah, okay. And then now... um. The guy from American Pie and Rookie of the Year, he's doing a pretty much essentially he released the song and now doing a tour with Bowling for Soup called like 1999. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and he sings 
about American Pie, basically. Really? Like, remembering 1999. <laughs> so he's literally trying to hold on to 15 minutes of fame. All <laughs> his TikToks are like, well, right now it's baseball season. Of course, he's going to do Chicago Cubs stuff. Mm. Like, they had him singing seventh inning stretch. They had him throwing out pitches. They had him singing his hit from the infield after the game. <laughs> and, of course, the roller, no, 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 gardener, no, no, no. I can't do it right. But he gets, that was another thing. He gave an instructional video, and apparently I didn't watch it, how to do that, the echo. Really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I mean, I love bowling for soup. Yeah. But, you know, it just gets old when you have, you know, somebody coming back and, again, why not new stuff? But, of course, we love, I mean, even a con, a good convention is amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, whether you're a furry that's been in the same suit for years <laughs> or, you know, a ratto con. And, of course, that generally sounds like an 80s thing. Yeah, it does. That's what I thought originally. And pretty much that's what all cons are. All the good ones are from, like, the 80s. Mm. Like, they focus, well, I guess Star Wars would be, like, 70s. Yeah. Even that was in the that seventies show. And of course, that eighties, <laughs> and now the nineties and two thousands. And dang, have they had a movie, a, like one movie in every decade for the past fifty years? Because it came out in like seventy two, seventy three, right? Something like that. And then the eighties. Well, maybe the nineties didn't have one. The nineties. Yeah. What because year did episode one come out? Is that 2000? It was around the year I graduated. So, I mean, if it wasn't 99, it was very early 2000. Okay. Hmm. I don't know, man. I, I haven't... Well, okay. Okay. I can't really say I have never been to a convention. I, I went to Tokyo and Tulsa once. Is that the one that was actually in Broken Arrow? <laughs> no, that that was the one in Tulsa downtown. Okay, because uh, uh, it was actually at the Double Tree. Uh, I was working there the first year that they had it, and um, I clocked out and dressed up and went to the convention. Oh, nice! Yeah. They gave everybody checking in a complimentary four pack of Red Bull. That's not good. No, it's not, <laughs> and. Uh, we were in line waiting for the rave. They were passing out uh, Red Bull energy shots. Yeah, that's definitely not good. That's uh, not good. Now Scooter's Coffee has Red Bull and Steve drinks, and those taste like crap. Really? I don't like them. Mm. But of course, Red Bull gives me gas, not wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was fun. Uh, I just dressed up like a mashup between Mario and GTA. What would that be? Uh, it's just a bloodied up Mario with a shotgun. That'd be kind of cool. Did you hear about the new Winnie the Pooh movie? <laughs> Blood and Honey? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize the actual copyright ended recently, and that's how they were able to. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Because, I mean, of course, it was probably managed by Disney. Mm. Because didn't don't they have them on the Disney Channel? On Disney Plus? Well, just Disney and oh. period. Uh, I think so. Okay. So, I mean, and that was a big question because there was a show called Life with Derek that there was some real weird chemistry. Like their parents got married and there there was always a tension. Would they be, hook up, be a couple type thing? Mm. And of course it follows the Disney role three seasons and out. Yeah. I think they got a fourth show and somebody brought up why is it not on Disney Plus when they openly said, well, it was owned by the Canadian channel. The Canadian show produced and aired it and then Disney was allowed to air it in America. No wonder it's not on Disney Plus. Okay. It's not a Disney product. Mm. So yeah. Huh. And of course now I'm um right now I'll have to like put the code in the description. I don't know when this will go out. But Peacock TV is running a special. It's either a dollar ninety nine a month or twenty dollars for the year and you get all the office stuff you want. My wife asked me what else was on and I was like, the office. Right. Everything else doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all Joanna uses it for. Uh, she just puts on the office every morning. Super fan episodes? Yeah. I just found out that Roy attacked Jim a second time. Did you mention something about that on uh, Facebook? Yes. Okay. On I, the office fan page. Okay. The bigger group. Yeah. And that was, and then somebody else brought up a third time. Really? Yes. Um, I can't remember that one, but like you have to watch the Super Fans episode mm-hmm. to when Pam is wanting to go to art school, and Jen's like, "You should go for it. Yeah. That'd be awesome." And that's pretty much it. And then she tells Roy, and he's like, "No, no, no," and then attacks Jim and saying, "Don't tell her what to do." Ah. Oh. Yeah, it was just like one push and then they're broken up. But... Hmm. Yeah. And then he goes on to be a Power Rangers dad. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're, it, they're in the one that draws butts on Pam's drawing yeah. is actually in a, I can't remember which one it is. It, it was one of the 80s like Unabombers and stuff like that. Hmm. where he's out in the woods, nobody can find him, he's blowing up stuff, Yeah. and lo and behold, the butt drawer is the lead militia guy. Really? And all of a sudden, they have to go put him in hiding, and I was like, wait, the timeline, that's weird. <laughs> After, because it happened the, in the 90s, mm-hmm. and it would have made perfect sense from North Carolina to Pennsylvania to hide him, and he could have a militia guy would have drew butts on a painting like that. <laughs> <coughs> there was no mutual respect there. Oh, did you see that Steve Carell has a new show? Uh-uh. Yeah, it's a uh, thriller slash drama. Really? Yeah, it's called The Patient. 
I knew he had that one, um, the SpaceX. Oh yeah, <laughs> that I uh, Space Force. Yes. Yeah, that that one that one's pretty funny. But what's the patient about? The patient, he's actually a therapist. Makes sense by the name. Yeah. And um, this guy he's talking to uh, takes him hostage, and the guy who's um, taking him hostage is a serial killer. And he wants Steve Carell to kind of pacify these urges to kill people. So he's got him chained up in his basement, uh, chained up to uh, he's got his leg chained up to a bed, and he comes down and feeds him every day, and then they have like little therapy sessions. So it's it's like a physical representation of the internal battle we all face. You you have the good guy that's tied up by the bad guy, yeah. whereas most people will be like, oh, it's an angel and demon on my shoulders. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very good. Hmm. Um, what platform is it on? I want. Um, I, I think it's on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Because the Space Force one was on Netflix, and then of course the Office is on NBC. Mm-hmm. I think Dan in Real Life is on Netflix right now. Yeah. And then my favorite. Um, Steve Carell movie ever, I think, is Foxcatcher. About the wrestlers? Yeah. yeah. That guy was weird. <laughs> and I've watched other documentaries about that, about the um, DuPont millionaire that, like, the reclusive guy that he became. And, like, it was even weirder than that show. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the patient is a Hulu original. Yeah. Little tip for everybody: if you wait until about November, December, they put out a special. Usually, last year was a no. I think last year was ninety nine cents for the whole a month, and then this past year was a dollar ninety nine. Okay. Like I'm still on the dollar ninety nine special. Oh, and then Peacock is a dollar ninety nine or twenty dollars for the whole year. Amazon raised their prices like hundred and forty for the year or like ten bucks a month. <coughs> um Apple T V I, I still don't know how to use that. I really don't. Apple T V? Yes. Mm. Like, first you have to buy the box, and then you have to buy everything else. And I'm just like, no. Well, I think I got a free month or free couple months with my iPad, but I never watched anything on it. Yeah. No, I take that back. I watched Ghost Rider. Um, do you remember that show on PBS back in the 90s? Like, where they had. Oh, you mean Ghost Writer? Like, W R? Yes. Okay. I was thinking, like, Marvel. <laughs> No, not um, 
on Nicholas Nicholas Cage. Cage. <laughs> no. No. The new they had a new edition or revision of Ghost Writer, and it was it was really good. Okay. Other than that, I didn't watch anything on Apple TV. I watched mostly Netflix because honestly, the documentaries, if you speed it up to watch it at 1.5, I went through like the Challenger series four part documentary in like a couple of hours. Um, all the murder sagas that I watched, I speeded up because what's funny, it's not a tearjerker anymore because it's it's weird if you ever speed up the shows it's like they're talking normal again it's not po- or slowed for dramatic effect uh, okay and so you kind of tend to get the real story mm. like i finally watched a documentary on <laughs> the documentary on making the documentary about making the murder <laughs> The Stephen Avery saga. Yeah. And it was on reels, and I sped it up, and it was like, just listening to the stuff they portrayed on the Netflix show didn't add up. So now you have a real-world thing that didn't add up, a Netflix show that didn't add up, and a third-party one that is adding more stuff that doesn't add up. (laughs) Then you have amazing ones like the Challenger docu-series yeah. about how O-rings caused a teacher to blow up. <coughs> Do you ever remember that? Well, I know it was before your time. I think it took off in 84. Oh, the Challenger no, wait, wait. explosion? Yes, 87. You were alive, weren't you? Uh, I was born in 89. And you call yourself an 87. <laughs> I was only alive in the 80s for three months. Yeah, that was that was the first flight that had it was they were planning to make it basically SpaceX. They mm-hmm. were gonna start allowing normal people to buy tickets to go into space. Oh. And this was a big milestone and this was the coldest launch they had ever done. It had been pushed back like three or four launches. Yeah. And these little O rings. You know essentially what an O-ring does. It's a solid rubber piece. And when you, like you have O-rings and like even a um, watering hose. Okay. Those little red seals. Yeah. That's more of like a seal, but these are completely round in a circle. Oh, okay. So they compress and allow it to expand mm-hmm. to cover up any holes. Oh. And these O-rings, and they found out once, they're below a certain temperature, mm-hmm. they don't bounce back. It loses all its electric, or elasticity. Okay. And they had sent it up a couple of times and they exploded. Or they said it would explode. They had no proof. And the day of the launch, NASA said, go ahead. And all of a sudden, right where the O-rings are, you see this little plume. And it's, it's key because NASA would not say a fire they said a plume, even though it was a straight jet stream of gas on fire. Yeah. And then, like, five seconds later, the whole thing exploded. Mm. <coughs> yeah. yeah. That was a sad day in America. 
And now, here we are, like, that was 87. We're, you know, 40 years later, and they are now a conspiracy theory that they have pictures that look identical to the same people they exploded working the same jobs they have mm-hmm. today. Really? So now it's become a conspiracy. Did Columbia really blow up with the people in it? Hmm. That's how sick and cynical this world has become. <laughs> we can't let anything... And now that I watch the documentary of course in 1.5 times speed over um, Sandy Hook, that was kind of eye-opening. That kid had a lot of mental derangement. The, the kid that did the shooting? Yeah. Like, I never knew that he went home, shot his mom, and then went to the school and killed the ones he did. Really? Yeah. Like, he had been planning this and showing signs like this for years. It kind of sounds like the guy who shot up, uh, was it Uvalde? He shot his grandma before he left. Uh, I didn't even know that. I've just been following the the police that were in there and were told to stand down. Mm. And then I watched one on the, remember the Denver, Colorado shooting? Uh, Aurora? Yes. Over at the uh, movie theater. Yeah. That guy was showing signs for months. And he was like a highly educated guy. Mm. Like he was in a like high level university study. Yeah. And he ended up dropping out dropping out and buying all the guns and stuff. And he was yeah. Mm. You never hear about these guys. I mean, some of them have, have are gone, but like like the uh what is it? The, Boston Bomber. You don't hear about him at all or what happened to him. I had to look it up the other day. He's in a maximum security prison. That's about it. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> well, that's just like Leonard Peltier. He was the only United States political prisoner left. And Rage Against the Machine actually sung a song about him. And at the time, I come to find out, because I lived in Leavenworth, Kansas, mm-hmm. There was a four um, prison circuit that he would travel. And for- unfortunately, he wasn't there when I was there. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go up to him, but I mean, we did have interactions as the college because they had a top-tier welding program. Like, the prisoners would weld for it. Oh, really? We got a, our college baseball team got a batting cage paid for by them. Okay. Of course, they pay him like $2 a day to do a, I think that cage was probably about thirty, forty thousand, 40000 because it had wheels on everything and you'd like jack it up and all of a sudden the entire thing just left in the, it was like top notch. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, we've definitely went, I mean, we, the funny thing is we've, Talk about all retro stuff. Yeah. Stuff that's happened in the past. Yeah. This is a good conversation, though. Oh, well, I mean, of course we think so. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Right. 
what was that that like the thing would point at it was that uncle sam where they'd point at you and then like the arm would go up and down you did that well that was oh that's uh epic rap battle yeah <laughs> they finally got the rights back to their channel oh, and then all of a sudden i haven't heard from them in the past like year hmm. I like them and uh, Death Battle. Death Battle. The MTV Claymation? That's a Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh. I used to love that show. What's the Death Battle then? Death Battle is where they pit two different like characters and uh, or superheroes or supervillains or whatever, and they they uh, rank their stats and everything, and they have have them fight and see who would win in a death battle. Hmm. Like Deadpool versus Deathstroke or uh, Joker versus Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal or uh, Sonic versus Crash Bandicoot or stuff like that. Oh, that's no contest. Sonic would be <laughs> I was so excited when Spyro and Crash Bandicoot was redone. And I bought them. Mm-hmm. And now I never play them. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I I got them for my kids, and they don't play it. I did jump for joy when um, the Xbox put on Thrillville as one of their Xbox Gold mm-hmm. free ones. I haven't really downloaded an Xbox Live game in probably the last year. Like Game Pass? Yeah. Well, no, uh, Game Pass. I I messed with. Okay. But the X... Remember when they did, like, three games a month? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Game Pass, you don't really have to. Mm. And as soon as football season is over, they release Madden whatever year. And then now, as soon as baseball... I think they released that whenever it started, but they released... um, Oh, crap. It just came to the show 22. It just came to Xbox. It was a PlayStation exclusive because MLB had sold the rights to them, and no other, no other video game console could have it. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of like when ESPN got the rights to Madden. Okay. And then they closed down NFL 2K series. NFL 2K on the um, oh crap, what was the Dreamcast? Simply amazing. And then all of a sudden. PlayStation had to ruin it. Well, actually, yes, man. I mean, I could see like the main mascots. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to see like Mario on another system. No. Better be Jesus ringing. Good, my wife. Do we need to pause? No. Okay. Um, I'm gonna keep this in so that way she knows you're in trouble. <laughs> uh. No, I, I've been uh, downloading these, um, these uh, mostly story-driven games. Uh, I, I just played through one the other day called The Artful Escape. Free one? Yeah. That's pretty good. I liked it. Very, very trippy. But uh, it's just a side-scroller kind of game. But the environments are beautiful. It's, it's really cool. You play this 
kid who's a musician in a small town in Colorado. And um, you're trying, you're uh, supposed to play like a tribute show in honor of your uncle, who was like a famous, like legendary folk musician. And everybody is holding you to a higher standard. Like that's what you're trying to like live up to, stuff like that. And he kind of goes on his own path and stuff like that. That's why. Cool. Why are side scrolling still fun? I don't know. I, I I thought it was really good though. Uh that and I played through a game called Road ninety two. Road or Rogue? Road. Okay. Road ninety two, Road ninety six, something like that. That's a fun game too. Um you play as a teenager on your way to the uh to the border to escape. Um just to get out of the country and start a new life and stuff like that. So kind of loosely like Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, kind of. I mean, you just you hitchhike a ride, or you could go on a bus, or take a taxi, or or just walk. Um, and you meet different characters, and um, each you play as like I don't know, and different teenagers. On your journey to the board. Oh, you're going up north. Yes. My son's been playing that. Okay. And you have different scenarios based on what you do that get you there? Yes. Yeah. And you meet up with the same characters, but in different areas. And you can actually play it like three or four times and get totally different outcomes and stuff like that? Yeah. It's not a bad game. I I actually enjoyed the soundtrack, too. (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting tired of games on the phones that, like, I don't know. It just, like, I'm tired of their storyline. I'm playing a game on a mobile phone. I have, like, a four-inch screen, and you're trying to give me this totally overwhelming, in-depth game, and I just want to slap the developers (laughs) in the head. Like, give me a game I can play. I don't care about your storyline. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's my big break. I get you. I've had several today. <laughs> I lied at the start of the show. It's going to be a whole great fest. <laughs> well, that was a good. Uh, that was a good conversation, especially wrestling. Wrestling. I did tell my wife I was like, I'm probably going to get in back in this because of this. What? And she just rolled her eyes. <laughs> she didn't like it. No. I mean, I was with the, on the Oklahoma circuit, and just my core group of wrestlers that we were supposed to be Christian, and again, air quotes, and I think there was like two kids conceived, like three allegations of cheating. Um, Yeah, it was just like, there could have been more drugs involved, but I mean... I don't know. It just once you get behind the curtain, it is like a club, and you. I don't care if I speak out. I mean, the way we're kind of mistreated because we didn't get licensed 
and we were a backyard association. Oh, I got Like, spurring the whole community. And there's, like, this one writer that writes this blog, and he gives out yearly awards, and he kind of, like, spurned us and told us how bad we suck. And, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, wrestling's a, a sorority that's horrible. But when you look at it on TV, it's fun. Yeah. A couple <laughs> of the wrestlers, there was one guy, because even on the small circuit, he he was a pallbearer bearer for Undertaker when they came to Tulsa. Oh, really? Like, he was actually on Raw. He was the tallest one carrying the coffin down to the ring. Oh. <laughs> and then one guy was actually, he was, his mom was a ring girl that brought down wrestlers in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And she was even in the history of the championship belt, like walking Shawn Michaels down. Oh. And then his dad was a wrestler. And of course, he's second generation, goes down to Florida, what is now next, and is trying to get signed. And he didn't, but he was under WWE contract. Okay. So he never appeared on TV. He was like the dark show or the, I can't remember the official term. Mm. And what's funny, my favorite part, because it was pointed out to me, we went to a show in Tulsa and there was this guy that had like a briefcase of signs. And he always sits at the same place at every show. Really? And he travels with the entire WWE crew. Like, he will he'll travel with Raw, mm-hmm. and then he'll travel with SmackDown. So, of course, next SmackDown and, like, the Saturday shows are all filmed on the same night. Okay. Like, they only film Raw on Mondays because it's live. And then everything else is, like, on a Tuesday and it's recorded. Okay. Or the way it used to be. But he was the official sign guy of WWE. Huh. All his signs were made <laughs> by the company. Really? And he set three rows back on the opposite side of the ramp. <laughs> I didn't know they had their own sign guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and just to add on what I was talking about earlier when the camera pans away from spun- somebody spilling beer on a wrestler, yeah. compared to when it's storyline, that is a signed wrestler. If you you see something spilt or thrown in the guy or the wrestler actually intera- interacts, because a lot of times you'll see him walking by and people will be slapping him, yeah. that's one thing. But if they interact with the, the person, they're a signed wrestler. Oh, okay. Like, that insurance is there, and they can only interact with the wrestlers. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh. So, it's all staged, but it is very, very physical. Okay. Because all that's in that ring is plywood with the metal skeleton, and that's why you hear the dig. It sounds like a trampoline, because basically you are bouncing. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I got excited about all that. <laughs> You're good, man. I could tell you were ending the show, and then I was like, oh, what about this? What about that? No, See no. what happens when you don't talk to me in like a month? <laughs> no, man. This is all stuff I didn't know before, so. Yeah, nobody else wants to know. Oops. That's like half my life. I have all this information in my head that has no use for it. Well, I found it interesting. Yeah. 
very few people do. <laughs> Those are the ones I allow around me. You have inspired me to try to get a group going of just men around me that are there for me. Like, how many times do we have that in life? Whether it's fellow men, fellow women, just a core group. Like, you grew up with half the people you still talk to. Like, you've never met somebody you don't like. Right. I've never met somebody that I've liked six months later. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I know I'm the exception to the rule, but just reaching out to people that for the purpose of not being friends, mm -hmm. but fellowshipping together. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to go, well, I do want to plan around coffee, but with the intention of, like, talking about issues or about business or stuff like that and not being like, hey, what did you wear to church today? You know, not that intimate, but because if I know somebody too close, I'm not going to have an accountability with them. It just doesn't happen. I find it easier to buy those people. Mm. But if I have somebody that I'm reaching out to that the specific need is to tell me when I'm messing up, tell me when I'm a huge failure and when I'm not. Yeah. Of course, I lead with all negative stuff. But I mean, you know, to have somebody tell me, no, that you did amazing. The other person was a jerk because yeah. I take everything to the heart. I get so, so I didn't want to say that. I've only been around with you for, well, the reaching out part for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then we've only known each other, what, five, six? Eight. Has it been that long? 2014. Yeah, time's just fine. <laughs> I think now you're my third longest friendship. Really? Yep. Glad to be here, man. <laughs> Tim, Miranda, you. I mean, I've only known my wife 17 years. And then 22 years for my, oh no, 20 years for my college friend. Yeah. The, your buddy that you go to OSU games with? Yeah. Okay. The one I stay away from because I feel like if I show myself anymore, then I'm going to make them go away and we're never going to talk to them. Oh, no. Yeah, that's the messed up part. Like, I feel like if I'm around somebody enough, after so many years, I'm going to just make them go away. I'm still here. I know. <laughs> we just got to get together more. A lot of it has been my fault. Like, I took the job offer in the Tusa thing, and it'd be amazing. Now, all of a sudden, I'm back-to-back -back months with $400 electric bills. I have a transmission going out. I have to rely on my mom to take my kids back and forth to school. Like that was the one thing last year when it happened. We actually got turned down from Broken Arrow schools because they missed 11 and 12 days in the semester. Mm. And one of it was because they missed the entire week because the car was down. Yeah. And she's like, well, I, I couldn't honestly say yes. So if you promise me, I'll write a letter of recommendation and get them in. And then later that day, we were bothered. So, yeah. I've taken stupid chances in the past year and a half, and I'm paying for them. You got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. But 
That's why I'm here, man. I'm here to talk about it. That's what we're reaching out to all about. Yep. And this is now for the September show. <laughs> well, we're longer ones, right? No. Without pauses in hour and eight. That's not bad. I think it filled up a lot easier. Like this randomness instead of trying to be on subject. Mm, I got you. Yeah. I feel like we do need a point. Yeah. The more you know, the star is too much. Speaking of that, Will Smith did a ad for not hitting people for NBC that back in the 80s or 90s. Oh, I thought you meant like since Chris Rock. No. No. <laughs> but what's funny is I was watching Hitch or a clip from Hitch mm-hmm. and I realized Will Smith may be going after Adam Sandler's crew. Do you know who the second person he slapped from Adam Sandler's crew? Kevin James. For dancing like a white guy. Ah. Next up is David Spade and Rob Schneider and Nick Swartzen. Yeah, David, or not David Spade. Um, what was the other guy you said? Rob what? Schneider. Rob Schneider. He actually said he would give up his entire acting career for his political beliefs. Really? And then all of a sudden, everybody started asking, like, when was he, when has he been relevant in the past, like, five years? <laughs> he doesn't have an acting career anymore. What's he? He was trying to be proactive, and then all of a sudden, just backfired. <laughs> that was awesome. But yeah. I definitely think our time this week has come to an end. No sense in fighting it. <laughs> well, this was a good talk. It's It's been a while. It's been like close to a month. It has been a month. That's why I made the comment on the show that came out today that that was the entire episode in August. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah. Sophomore slump sucks. Yeah. Hopefully junior year is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's only a couple September, October, November, December. So four months. So that's at least time to get sixteen more episodes in. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any parting words for this episode? There are times where you uh, where you might not talk to your friends for a while and you guys just go on with your lives for, we'll, we'll say a month. And, um, <laughs> and uh, it, it's, it's comforting to know that instead of thinking that they're mad or anything like that, you, you could always just come back, come together and talk and have a good conversation like you hadn't been separated for so long. All right, everybody knows your name. <laughs> right. <laughs> but now, I mean, this, this this is what I like about the, the podcast. We 
we just have a conversation. We just talk and stuff like that. I, I don't do a whole lot of talking at work, so like if it's really slow, that I really don't talk. Uh, and it's cool that that we're we're not necessarily talking about like like important stuff. Important. Uh, like depression or anger or anything like that, like we like we started off with. Um, but I mean that's what it originally was about, just talking about emotions and things that people go through that people can relate to. Then we ran out of ideas. Then we ran out of ideas. And uh, but I mean what you're what you're listening to now is something else that people can relate to just Conversations, uh, real conversations from Noah. Right, and uh, they they can stay on topic, like like they used to, or they can have a bunch of different topics that you jump around with, like we like we have been doing. Hey, we kept it retro. Yeah, I mean, I like this, uh, but it doesn't mean that we won't talk about like even stupider stuff, even stupider stuff, or or, or just like other serious stuff as well, but and uh, I mean, if if you're uh, if you're needing, if you're wanting to get something now, or if you want to talk, or uh, just uh, tell your story, um, now accepting application. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, we are looking for people to come on the show and be our guest and. Uh, just have a conversation with us. Um, just uh, sit down. Uh, it, it's all friendly conversation. That's all. It, it's not like an interview. It's not an interrogation. Uh, you're welcome to just come out and talk with us about whatever. So if you're interested, just reach out to us uh, on the socials. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, stuff like that. Uh, all at uh, Reaching out with Cameron. Now accepting application. Yes. <laughs> it is an interview. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, it's been fun. So as far as me, myself, and I, I've been already great. And Camo. And until next time, KSITJ.